Hello everyone, Tom Shanklin here. So glad to be with you wherever you are in your home or your car or your truck or in your bedroom or your closet or wherever you happen to be. I'm happy to be with you today, praise the Lord. And uh, today I want to talk to you about how to find help in time of need. Have you ever had a time of need? Well, I think we all have. We've had those times that are, we have a desperate need in our life. You know, it may be our health, it may be finances, it might be a relationship, but it's a situation when we just don't know what to do but to cry out to the Lord, help me Lord. And uh, you know, I had a situation like that <clears throat> not too long ago, just a few days ago. You know, we've been moving, we've been in the process of a move. We moved from Mankato, Minnesota to Scandia, Minnesota, about a hundred miles. But, uh, you know, we're moving from a place that uh, we had lived for 16 years and we had a lot of a lot of stuff to move. We threw away a whole dumpster load of stuff. But uh, we had a moving day on January 1st and uh, some really precious people helped us to move. And and uh, we loaded up a moving van and a, and a, uh, a cattle trailer full of stuff and moved. But uh, yet there was still more left. And... Um, so I had uh, two more trips actually to take with a pickup truck. And on the second trip, I was going from Scandia back to Mankato. And uh, <clears throat> it was a cold, icy morning. And I was traveling on I-35. That's an interstate highway. I know many of you are listening from other other nations. You may not be familiar with the United States and, and the, the, the uh, highway system, but we have large interstate highways going east and west all over the country and one of the major ones is I-35 and I-35 actually uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities uh, divides into two and uh, one goes to Minneapolis and the other one goes to St. Paul and then down south of the cities then they come back together and uh, come into I-35 once again and go south to Kansas City and part south. But anyway, I was at the place where the two highways divided. I was going on to uh, I-35 or 35E to go through St. Paul. And as I said, it was a bit icy and I was in a hurry to get to an appointment in Mankato, which was actually a very important appointment I did not want to miss. And I wasn't speeding, but I was pushing it just a little bit. And as I was going down the road, suddenly uh, the front end began to turn. And I lost complete control of the car and it began to spin. And I tried to adjust the wheel and spin the wheel. And uh, whatever happened, I ended up in between the two highways, uh, in, in the, the middle of the two highways in deep snow. And uh, I had uh, a four-wheel drive pickup, which now I've sold that to my son-in-law for a dollar. And uh, But anyway, uh, I put it in four-wheel drive and tried to pull out and it would not move. It was up to the axle in snow. But when I hit that icy spot, I just began to cry out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, you, you don't have time to uh, pray uh, a fancy, elaborate prayer. You just call on the name of the Lord. And, you know, and the Bible said, whosoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I called on the name of Jesus big time. 
And praise God, you know, I could have been killed. I could have uh, in, been involved with a, an accident with others when they could have been hurt or killed. And it was a very hazardous situation, but I ended up in the ditch and, and kind of softly ended up in that, in that snow pile. And I was safe, I was healthy. In fact, I, I really wasn't uh, afraid. I had peace at that moment. But I still had that appointment I'm thinking about. I need to get there. And I didn't have time to call a tow truck and, and all that and get pulled out and, and, and uh, continue my journey. I would have definitely been late and it would have been a really bad situation. So I just began to pray and ask the Lord to help me. And as I said, I had a four-wheel drive, but it wouldn't go out. But all of a sudden, there's a man standing at the door of my pickup. And, uh, and, and I saw that his uh, SUV was there on the side of the road. And he was looking in at me and I opened the window and I said, are you an angel? And I was sincere and I don't know, he may have been, but he didn't answer that question. I know that. And he said, well, I've got, a, I've got a little SUV. I don't know if I can pull you out, but I've got a strap. And so uh, we got out of the, I got out of the truck and, and, and tried to hook up the strap and I, I couldn't get it attached to the, to the frame. He wanted it around the frame of the truck, not just hooked on the bumper. And so, uh, Actually, then he crawled under the car, under the truck rather, and hooked this strap around the frame and got in his his van, told me to turn the wheels to the right and, uh, you know, give it the gas. And he took off and I took off and he pulled me just right out of there. And, uh, well, I just left the truck in four-wheel drive all the way through the cities and, and most of the way to Mankato arrived in Mankato just in time. Well, actually late, but uh, early enough to get my appointment and they let me in and I got that taken care of. And I just praise God <laughs> that God is a very present help in time of trouble and he will be uh, your help in time of need, praise God. And he sure was for me that day and, and God just did a miracle because uh, for someone just to stop at that moment, I mean, I did not wait uh, two minutes and this man was there uh, asking to help me uh, to get me out of that ditch and I praise God for that so thank the Lord for he that he is that very present help in trouble praise God but I want to go to the book of Hebrews and I want to read about how to uh, receive help in time of need and there's a very uh, important and relevant verse here in Hebrews chapter 4 and we're going to begin uh, reading the 14th verse. Since then we have a great high priest. Did you know we have a great high priest? Since then we have a great high priest who has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to our confession. You know, it's very, very important what we speak out of our mouth because we are speaking either words of faith or words of doubt and unbelief. And what, uh, you know... Uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the word has much to say about our confession. Here, the, writers of Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews tells the readers to hold their confession of faith. Praise God. Why? Since we have a great high priest who has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who was in every sense tempted, like we are, yet without sin. 
You know, I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes I, I've prayed to God and I thought, well, God, you can't relate to where I'm at. You know, you don't feel the cold. You're up there in glory. I mean, you got everything, all the riches, the glory right there with you. And here I am in the, in the uh, cold here and now, the difficult times, the, the hardships, and you're God, and I'm just the people, you know. But the Bible tells us that we have a high priest who's been here been here done that Jesus has gone through it all he's felt the cold he's felt the pain he's felt betrayal uh, he's felt sickness he's felt you know poverty uh, difficulties of all kinds you know and temptation and yet he did not sin praise God so he knows what it's like to be human he knows the human condition and he is appearing in the presence of God for you and that's good news when you have a time of need in your life. It's good, to, good news to know that you have a high priest in the very presence of God in the Holy of Holies. So he says in verse 16, let us then come with confidence. King James says, let us come boldly uh, to the throne of grace. You know, there's a throne of grace. Sometimes we think of God and we think about the throne of judgment. But there's a throne of grace to those who obtain mercy. You know, God will extend his grace. And, you know, the Bible said that uh, mercy rejoices over judgment. And there is a judgment. There is a judgment for sin. We can study it all through the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. But praise God, there's mercy through the blood of Jesus. And you can appropriate that mercy before the throne of grace. And you can find grace to help in time of need. And you see, grace is unmerited favor, the favor of God. That must have been the favor of God that that man stopped there. You know, whether he was an angel or not, that was God's grace. And, uh, you know, that I was able to, to get pulled out immediately out of that situation and make my way to Mankato. That's the grace of God. And God has mercy for you. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong, how far you've fallen, how... how uh, difficult it is for you, how, how many challenges you have in your life, how much of a struggle it is for you to overcome sin. When you call on the name of the Lord, you confess your sin. Praise God, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And there's a way for you into the very holy of holies, into the presence of God, to find help in time of need, to get an answer uh, to your prayer, no matter how desperate it is, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power uh, that works in us. So Hebrews is such an important book in the Bible. I want to encourage you to study the book of Hebrews. You know, it, it, it may not be the, the simplest book in the Bible. Maybe for a new, a brand new Christian, there's, there's other things to focus on like the Gospels and Romans and so forth. But Hebrews is the book that really opens up the entire Bible to us because it gives us an understanding of the whole uh, sacrificial uh, system of the Old Testament under the law of Moses and gives us the understanding that all that was a shadow and a type and a figure of the true. All the tabernacle and all the sacrifices and all the priestly system and everything pertaining to these things which which God uh, told Moses to be so careful to do everything according to the pattern. That was a pattern of heavenly things. 
And you see today, instead of all these priests and doing all these sacrifices and in minute detail and everything else, God has sent his son to do one sacrifice once for all to, to uh, accomplish the deliverance of sin for the whole world. Amen. John said, behold, the son of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. And those Old Testament sacrifices could only cover sin. They could only provide a temporary covering for sin. And, but Jesus Christ once for all made that sacrifice for you and I so that we could have eternal life and so that we could have this vital relationship with God today. And you know, it's just so exciting to know God and to walk in his presence and to be able to come into the very Holy of Holies uh, through the blood of Jesus. You know, in the Old Testament, there was a tabernacle and there was like uh, three different areas. There was the outer court and then there was the inner court or the holy place uh, where prayers were made and uh, incense was burned, which represents prayer and so forth. But then there was the Holy of Holies and that where the, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was and uh, the mercy seat and the cherubims over the mercy seat and that inner holy holy place was where God dwelt among his people Israel that was represented the presence of God and that's where the glory of God resided but you know they weren't allowed to go in there they could only go in once a year and only the high priest could go in there and he couldn't go in without blood he had to come in with the blood of an animal sacrificial blood for himself and for the people and he could only do it once a year. And you know, Hebrews tells us that the Holy Spirit was signifying that in that time, the way was not made into the Holy of Holies. But I come to tell you that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by him. So you see, he is that way. And the way now has been made for all of us to come in to the presence of our heavenly Father. And I love how Jesus said in John 16, the Father himself loves you. He says, I, I don't say that you have to, you know, come to me to come to, uh, but you can come directly to the Father by me. You see, I made the way, Jesus made the way for us to come into a relationship with the Father. John 17, three says, this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. But I want to get back to Hebrews now, and I want to go over into the uh, ninth chapter. And uh, we're going to look at the uh, beginning in the 11th verse here. We're talking about Jesus' ministry as high priest. And I'll back up here into the eighth verse. It says, the Holy Spirit was signifying through this that the way to the most holy faith, the most holy place was not yet revealed because the first part of the tabernacle was still standing. That's what I was just talking about. This old sacrificial system, the fact that the priests could only go in once, you know, once a year, that's indicated that the way was not yet made. But down in the 11th verse, it says, but Christ, when he came as a high priest of good things to come, Everybody say good things. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle. You see, they put a lot of effort into that tabernacle, but we're talking about a better tabernacle, the tabernacle of God in heaven. 
not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered into the most holy place, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. You see, those Old Testament priests, they had to bring the, the blood of bulls and goats, you know, to make an atonement for their sins and for the sins of the people. But Jesus went in not with the, not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood to pay the price of eternal redemption for us. You know, I love that, that old song, uh, he prayed, paid a price, he paid a price. He did not owe, I owed a price. I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid a price that I could never pay. Well, I don't know if you like my singing, but I love the words, praise God. See, he paid the price he didn't owe. He didn't, you know, those Old Testament priests, they had to bring blood for themselves. Jesus brought that blood, not for himself, because he was the perfect sacrifice, but he brought his blood for you into the Holy of Holies into that very presence of God. Why? To obtain eternal redemption for us. Eternal redemption, not just off and on, you know, here a little, there a little. I'm talking about a consistent work of God, a finished work of God that you can enter into and you can enjoy every day of your life. And I tell you, God wants us to get settled in our relationship with him to know his love and to know the work of the cross and what it really means to us, you know. He wants us to have this in our heart, grounded, rooted and grounded in this truth. And that's what the Bible is here for, you know. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I pray that today this message will uh, resonate in your heart and the truth will set you free. And you know that you will have faith in his redemption, that it is a completed work. Because I think many times we are, we're in, as Christians, we're like that, you know, that uh, that game that uh, I guess it has a French origin. But when someone uh, had affection towards someone, they would take a, a daisy and they would pull the petals, you know, one at a time. And, and they would say, he loves me or she loves me. <laughs> he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. And then when they got to the last petal, if it was, he loves me, they would go, oh, he loves me. Now I know. <laughs> it was just a foolish little game. Or if they pulled the other one, he loves me not. I'm so sad. But sometimes Christians are like, he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. You know, go to church and hear a great message. He loves me. And then you're going through the struggles of life. He loves me not. You know, well, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus has obtained eternal Redemption for you by his blood. You can't get any better than that. The blood of Jesus is, is the blood of God, which was shed for you. Praise God. He was God in the flesh. Amen. And he laid down his life for you as a lamb, as a spotless lamb, shed his blood as a propitiation for your sins. And that just means a sacrificial atonement. He, he was the substitute that paid the penalty for your sin and for my sin. So he entered into the most holy faith once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling 
the unclean sanctifies so that the flesh is purified. You know, there was a, there was a sanctification of the flesh there, a, a partial covering uh, to keep them from the judgment of sin. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? You see, this will bring you in to a place with God where you can serve him effectively. And you can walk in the peace of God. And you can walk in the grace of God. And you can have fellowship with God. And you could obtain uh, mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise God. So our high priest is in the very presence of God for us. Praise the Lord. You know, it, it, it's good to have someone on your side. Amen. Uh, someone who is knowledgeable someone who's strong, someone who's capable, that's always good. You know, I was with a, a doctor the other day because I've been going through some issues with my body. I had a back surgery and uh, I went to see like a primary care doctor and it was so good because he cared about my condition. He was asking and he was, he was looking for ways to help me. And I even told him, I said, it's good to have somebody on my team. And it, that's, that's really great. You know, that's help in time of need. Uh, and, you know, I, I think of the little saying, it's good to have friends in high places. And that's our Jesus. He's a friend in high places. He's for you, not against you. And he's appearing uh, in the very presence of God for you. Now, let me share another verse here from Hebrews. And this, I believe, is also in the ninth chapter in the 24th verse. For Christ did not enter holy places made with hands. In other words, he didn't go into this natural tabernacle or even the temple of Solomon or anything else, which are patterned after the true one, see? But into heaven itself to appear in the presence of God for Tom. It says for us. So for Tom and for you. Jesus is appearing in, the, in heaven in the presence of God. Think of it for you. He is your great high priest. Praise God. You know, a priest is a go-between. Amen. A mediator. The priest approaches God for the people and also approaches the people for God. You know, think of it. Jesus is still active. You know, we think of the finished work of Calvary. That is true. That's a done deal. But yet, see, Jesus is still ministering in heaven for you and I. So, I mean, he's an, he's an active participant in this whole process. And think of it. He's on your side. Amen. And he's appearing in the presence of God for you. Amen. So, now, <clears throat> I want to turn over to, to uh, 1 John in chapter 2. And we want to see a little bit more now about what Jesus is doing in that holy place for us. First John chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. And if you listened last week to the broadcast or watched, uh, you know, on YouTube or iTunes or wherever, um, you may remember that we talked about First uh, John chapter 1, how that if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And then it says, but if you say that you have no sin, you 
deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. But if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So this is, the, this is great news for the Christian. You know, you've already been born again, you're saved, you know Jesus, but you failed. You know you sinned, you got lost your temper, and, or you, you, you yielded to a temptation, or some, something happened where you, you blew it. Well, don't hide it. <laughs> don't make an excuse for it. Just confess it, because if you confess it, he'll forgive you. You know? Is it really something interesting to think about? You know, the scripture said that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so don't be prideful. You know, be humble. Realize you missed it. Admit it. Admit it and quit it. <laughs> and God will forgive you and he'll make you righteous. Okay, but he goes on from there in this second chapter. And I want you to see this now. In the second chapter, he says, my little children, this is talking to Christians now, I am writing these things to you, okay, that you do not sin. God doesn't want you to sin. Doesn't God doesn't want you to make excuse for sin. God wants you to, you know, get sin out of your life, okay? But, he says, but, knowing that we are human, we are, we are flesh and blood. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Another, another way word would be lawyer with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's a righteous lawyer, amen. He appears in the presence of God for us as our advocate. He is the atoning sacrifice. And that King James says propitiation, kind of a big theological word, but it just means that he satisfies the claims of justice against us, amen. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. <laughs> now you talk about a powerful work of God through the blood of Jesus, he's atoned for the sins of the whole world. And not only that, but he is our advocate. So when you come before the Father, here's Jesus. He says, oh, oh, Jesus, here's Tom. Here he is again, Lord. Here he is again, Father. And, and, and remember, my blood was shed for Tom. And he is your child. So let's listen to what he has to say. <laughs> let's, let's listen because the blood has been shed and the way has been made for Tom. He's, Jesus is my advocate. Jesus is your advocate, you see. He's your high priest that, that uh, appears in heaven for you. So no wonder we can appear before the throne of grace boldly to find help in time of need. No wonder Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. No wonder. Oh, I tell you, what, what a glorious gospel. What a glorious Savior. What a, what a great high priest that we have before God. And that we can have confidence to come before the very throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I want to just take a few minutes to pray uh, for you and to pray with you. You know, we are, we are also priests under the priesthood of the great high priest. Uh, you know, you don't have to uh, go to a special school or, or have some ordination to be a priest. The Bible says that we are, a, we are all priests unto our God. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And so we represent God to people also. And I wanna, you know, I wanna stand in that place of making intercession for you and praying for you because maybe you've got a, 
a real time of need today. And, uh, you know, we receive a lot of prayer requests. We're going to pray for uh, Stephen and Carol. Carol is having surgery today for uh, uh, cancer. And we want to pray for them and many others of you that have needs that are watching or listening today. We want to pray for you. And I also want to share, you know, a great testimony that we received from a lady named Lynn who was at our uh, outreach in Wasika this summer. And we prayed for her and God touched her powerfully. She had pain in her hip and, and the pain left, but she had to stand after that. The pain came back and she had to resist the devil, but she sent a testimony in. She's pain-free, totally healed. And I praise God for that. But let's go before the throne of grace for, for needs and find help in time of need. Heavenly Father, I, I pray for Stephen and Carol today as they're facing this great trial in their life as Carol's having surgery today. I thank you for grace to help in time of need. I pray that you would help the surgeon and, and everyone else involved to do the right things, Lord. And we just pray that you would give them wisdom in the treatment going forward and that we just recognize, Lord, that you are the Lord that heals them. You're the great physician on the case. There may be some natural doctors and we thank God for them too, but Lord, ultimately you bring healing to Carol and you help Stephen and Carol in their time of need. And Lord, I just I just pray for everyone watching or listening in the name of Jesus. We thank you that they have a great high priest uh, in the in the heavens that's gone before them. That's that's actually uh, brought his blood into the holy of holies as a sacrifice for their redemption, and made a way for them to approach you boldly and to obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. And Lord, I just I just pray for you to touch their hearts in a powerful way today with this revelation that they would come boldly and find that help in time of need. I want to encourage you to pray these words. Just say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me and I believe he rose again. I believe he's my Savior and he's the Lord of my life. Thank you for giving me access to the very throne of God that I can come with my needs today and approach you without fear and with boldness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. It's so good to uh, talk with you today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got the uh, website there on the bottom of the screen. You can get in touch with us. You can use the contact us and, and write us. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube or uh, iTunes or wherever you are and stay in touch. We'd love to stay in touch with you and we just bless you in the name of Jesus.